There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah. That I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? I like to tow stuff. You don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. (laughs) I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit (laughs) NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, you know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. That's a lot of Bs. Yeah. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. That's important. You want an affordable price. Yeah, I do want one. Yeah, if it's too much, well, that's just not going to happen. No. (laughs) State Farm's on it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. I'm lowering my voice. Mm, Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hello, this is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Deep Dive with Dana Carvey. Hey, Dana. Glad to be here, Conan. It's a six-part mini-series where I, Conan O'Brien, along with occasional help from my assistant, Sonam Obsessian. Hi. And my producer, Matt Gorley. Hi. Go deep into the weeds with one of my favorite comedians and friends, Dana Carvey. Enjoy. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I'm sitting here with Dana Carvey. Thank you, Conan. Is anyone else doing this right now on the planet? I don't think there are any other podcasts. Mm, I'm fascinated. This is the only one. Hi, listeners. (laughs) You're probably at Gelson's right now. (laughs) Remember to get the yogurt. (laughs) Plain vanilla for the wife with walnuts and sliced oranges. Uh, I've gone too personal. Yeah, you you (laughs) nailed it. You nailed our, because that's our demo, is the Gelson's yogurt shopper. Well, I love the idea that people are listening to these things while they're doing other things. Right, they're like applying ointments right now. Very intimate things are happening while people listen to this oh, stuff. Oh, yes, with machines that they can hold. What? What? What, what are you talking well, it's about? It's whatever they th- you think that is. I have no idea. I think I'm you just do. trying to produce verbiage. That's This job requires, I'm this, an empath. I want everyone in here to be oh, happy. Oh, that's very nice. Dana wants everyone to be happy at all times, but also, you also want certain people to be unhappy at times. I yes. know that about you. You're, I, a, you're a devilish imp. I have, uh, yeah, I have a, a bit of a competitive streak in me. Do you? Really? If someone if someone challenges me in a certain way and they their face conflates with my 
father's face, then I, you know, but I'm never violent. I just have to, I always had to go with words. I couldn't fight anybody. Look at me. I'm a miniature person. No, but you. (laughs) I'm not really a full man. You destroy them with your comedy beam that you shoot out of your forehead. Well, uh, yes. I remember when, when I did meet Seinfeld at the Comedian's Car, his first thing he said was, look at you, you're a toy person. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it's not like he's a giant either. No, you know? I just, Jerry, I thought that was funny. He goes, yeah. the comedians are the most secure people in the world. Because we've had so much feedback in life that anyone could say anything about me. I mean, look at me. I don't have a chin. I don't even have a face. <laughs> Why do you think I wear these? I don't really need them. This is infrastructure. I'm losing volume in my face. The scruff and this is just oh to create. God. Otherwise, I'm the invisible man. My eyebrows are going. I mean, you know. And I do a few little things. I'm not going to have a white goatee when Ringo's encased in a chocolate head of beautiful brown beard and hair. All my heroes are dipping and foiling, and they are, they are definitely. You're not going to go that way? It would be really funny if you have, uh, the listener can't see this right now, right. but you have a, 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 a gray with spe- little, little specks. You do little just specks. a little bit. You have, yeah. you have a, a gray yeah. a goatee, with and it would be really specks. funny if you went jet black on the goatee but kept your hair <laughs> that sort of right. sandy blonde that yeah. is. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I reside inside, you know, so this, I didn't ask for these little hands and this little chinless face. Right. I'm just a member of the human race. You know, don't compare, hey. don't despair. You reside inside. What we the, all do. What is this? What I is can't this song? hide. What is this song? I don't know. It's a beat poet thing. I don't know. Oh my God, that no, was incredible. It's a song my brother wrote. Oh. Yeah. I, I reside was... inside. Look at these feet. These funny little feet. I didn't ask for these feet. I was given these feet because I reside inside. Your brother wrote that? Oh yeah. He wrote 200 songs. Wow. Scott. That's Scott a... Carvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was I a little too close? Now Conan is looking at my hair, eyebrows, my glasses. The reason that you and I are doing these mini podcasts is because I had the time of my life talking to you. It's uh, a lot of on, fun. On the podcast the it's last fun. time. And one of the things you did, everything you said made me laugh so hard I cried. One of the things you started talking about was you started doing an impression of Johnny Carson getting uh, pulled over after going to have a, a drink in, mm-hmm. the se- in the 1970s. Right. And, you know, Johnny liked his, 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 his drink cocktails. occasionally, his yes. cocktails. And uh, he occasionally got pulled over and it was a different time. But mm-hmm. uh, you, do a, you did an impression of him getting pulled over and talking to the officer about where he had been mm-hmm. and what he had been drinking yes. and it made me cry and I wanted more. And that is the brain candy of wh- wh- where he was and what he had. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I think here you're, we go. You're uh, going to pick one? Go. No, no, you do it. You go. Okay. Oh, sorry, officer. I had a strawberry boom boom at the winking wreck. <laughs> Strawberry boom boom at the winking rat. That just—that was the first time that's ever been said out loud. Yeah. I love, can I have some more, please? I had a, a feisty feather at Slippery Tim's. <laughs> Again, it makes no sense to humanity. But these were no. Wait, but it's perfect because this is the kind of this is the kind of drinks and the kind of restaurants that they had. That to I me, got. it's always if I can get to five questions, then I like the bit. Right. I need five questions. Uh, why is Johnny going to those places? Why do they call the drinks that? Why, when he gets pulled over, does he have to say what he drank and where he drank? And what does the cop think about when he hears that? So right. it almost gets to that. I had right. a uh, lucky leopard at Mr. Duckies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just... 
<laughs> I had a uh, I had a couple of foaming swans at Mr. Frosty's. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's always two. It's always two. No, it's always a, two. I had a banana daiquiri up with ice at the Bahama Mama. <laughs> it's just rhythms. You guys are too good an audience. Good night, everybody. Wait, 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 I want to thank Conan and Airwolf and Stitcher. <laughs> I want to thank you all. This has been tremendous. Thank oh you and good night. Oh, my God. I just, I really over. love that. I really love oh, that. Oh, that's, I just wrote those for this. What so was I'm going to write a few more. And what was the one? Me. There was one from last time that also killed me. I can't remember well, what it was. Well, the very first one was, um, sure, off, sure I, I, I didn't know I was swerving. I had two slippery monkeys at the hook and crook. <laughs> And that has a great rhythm, right? Yes. Slippery monkeys at the hook and crook. I had two frozen pillows at the windy summit. (laughs) And that's another question. Why is Johnny cruising around Malibu drinking these giant, exotic, sugary drinks? That's what gets him off like the cops. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But it's also great that he, in that condition, would be able to remember this elaborate drink and this elaborate name of the place he's been. Because it doesn't sound nefarious. Like, if he ever went to AA, yes, and I had too many uh, foaming swans at Mr. Ducky's. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, I don't know if you belong here. No, I had ten of them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't seem like alcohol. I can't seem to stop. A, a strawberry boom boom at the winking rat. The winking rat. Were you okay. even drinking? Okay, so no. Dana, okay. here's something you do oh. that... Uh, <laughs> That I love, that and I, I think you're—I think you're one of the best at it in history. Which is you—you you take two people that don't belong together, mm-hmm. and you and you mash them together. And I think that's obviously a lot of comedy without getting over analytical because I hate right. that. Right, is taking things that don't belong and putting them together. Yeah. Okay, we know that, but you have this way of taking people who don't belong in the same space right. and jamming them together and suddenly they have to interact with each other. Well, I can't. I mean, that one, the two operatic performances in movies that really, really last, and they last with young people too, are Robert Shaw in Jaws. Robert Shaw in Jaws, Quint, classic, yep. And Al Pacino's Tony Montana. So I connect those only in the operatic rhythms that will never leave your, you know, like shotgun or whatever, you know, that guy. Yeah. I mean, that is so brilliant. So I was uh, musing him kind of discussing the Mueller report. So who is this? This is Robert Robert Shaw from Jaws. Robert Shaw from Jaws is doing the Mueller report. Discussing the report. Yeah. $25 million was spent (laughs) two years. (laughs) 4,900 interviews, 1 million documents, TV. No collusion was... <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and the whole time he's eating a little biscuit, right? Well, it's from eating. the one where he's on the ship, you know, yep, 24 yep. go in the water. Pretty soon yeah, that shark come, come around, William Barr got kind of like a doll's eyes, old black and black. <laughs> So it's basically taking things from history and putting them in my. I love that. But you've heard my Al Pacino. What? Yeah, I want to hear it. Dinner. I want to hear it. I always did this bit, and I still come back to it. And it has a lot of the nonsensical musical nonsense that I like. It's Al Pacino. It's Tony Montana at Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's just that rhythm of pasa sweet potatoes, pasa sweet potatoes. 
Shall I look around the room, man? I don't see no sweep of tattles on a table. I told you, I told you, I want a KM. I want a KM or a sweep of tattles. But why? You don't put a sweep of tattles on a table? I don't know why you fuck with me, man. Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? Huh? I know I'll put you up to this. It's that fat bitch grandma. <laughs> look at you, man. Look at you. I see you all the time, man. You like to eat. You like to eat. I look at you all the time, man. You know. You look at you got a you got a box of chocolates. You take the chocolate out. You stick your thumb in the back. You don't get the caramel. You put it right back in the container. <laughs> Because you don't check it again. On a women's sampler, there's a guy. <laughs> On the lid, a guy. It corresponds with a chocolate. That says coconut. You know it's a coconut, but you don't check it again. You never check it again. You're going to check it again. So that is something I love to uh, do. Uh, it could man. go on. N- yes. <laughs> but that. you don't check it again. And sometimes that will be a 10-minute bit. But I just love when Grandma... Because <laughs> she's picturing everyone else at the table belongs at a Thanksgiving <laughs> table, <laughs> except... <laughs> except I love that. Every party, Mom, we got a bowl of can of corn and a cat cake. So I love that what the... It, when Pacino was doing the Cuban accent, what certain words would sort of do to his mouth and wh- how he would say them. Like, you you got a cake and a cat a car. It's like, yeah. well, you know, that's just like, it's my head. I got a cat cake and a cat of corn. You don't do what I like with a bad cat. So anyway, fuck me. What do I got? <laughs> So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park, or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. 
Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self Setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, on every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, (laughs) you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. And one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people, no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. Slash Conan. What do you do? Are you ever alone doing this stuff <laughs> yes. and no one's there? Yes. You, you'll be alone completely. Like, I'm just saying you're in your bathroom. You've just brushed your teeth, but you're looking in the mirror. Yes. And, and you start to do this. Yes. 
Sometimes I will. I, does because, your wife walk in and, and is it, does it Well, it's embarrassing if she does, but I'll do it on hikes too. But if I want to extend the, either of those bits, I'll just practice them You do myself. it on hikes? On so hikes. a fellow hiker could be in the woods and then they could yeah. hear oh, yeah. Tony Montana at Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? <laughs> I, got a, I don't got a cat of yam. I got a stuff or stuffing. I got a, <laughs> I got a, why do I do with that? And then I'm, coming around and I'll see someone hiking and then I have to pretend that I want to singing or talking or whatever. Right. I mean, I just, I have to say them out loud to learn them. I'm trying to learn uh, Javier Bardem. Um, I, you know, I want to learn him. You want to learn Javier Bardem? Him too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think maybe the first I thing you do I went to state was, school, first thing not Harvard. Was, she, oh yeah. Yeah, that's what they do when you go to Harvard is they teach you what an actor's name is. I'm fascinated. It's just Javier Bardem. That's not a, that's well, not a, oh, look at Egghead over here. Well, it's kind of, it's very, because I saw him at the Oscars. I went to the Oscars, mm-hmm. which was uh, a fluke. You know, because Mike Myers was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. I'd not been to the Oscars in 27 years. Suddenly, I'm in the I'm in the third row center. I mean, well, I have the best seat, my wife and I. And I looked over and I saw Javier. Is that how you? Javier Bardem. Javier. You get the, the guttural thing. Wait, why are you doing Javier. the ha thing? Just That's because he's a really good friend of mine. And his name is Javier. Javier. <laughs> you could just like say Javier. Javier Bardem. I can no, do it as no. Javier Bardem. Javier. I don't call you Sonam Obsessian. <laughs> I call you Sonam Obsessian. Okay. No, you could just say Javier. Javier. Yes. And so uh, I saw him, and I'd never seen a human being that exotic looking. Like the back of his skull was like, and then the. He's very noble looking. His the face, and the, you know. And then I saw him backstage, and he says, Why are you presenting? (laughs) "Um, Well, I'm from Wayne's World. That's no reason for you to present. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I did. um, Did you do that? Could you do that scene in uh, No Country for Old Men? Oh, I love it. I know, know, but you playing. With that, you playing with that scene about that quarter. I yes. mean, you would have a lot of fun with that. Call it. Um, well, I don't want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know what I'm betting on. Everything. <laughs> it's a very quiet. You it's know. very quiet, but I also like that he's eating nuts. Uh, Javier Bardem is oh. eating nuts, and he's talking to in No Country for Old Men, and he's at the counter with the guy it's, in the gas station, and he's. But it does yeah. feel to me like you could do a million comedy things with him. He's, uh, Why um, are you presenting at the Oscars? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, just right up in my face. Yeah, it's basically that kind of intimidation. But yeah, he's so brilliant. And then he says, thing. "Don't just put that quarter back right. in your pocket. Don't, don't put it caught because it mixes with the other quarters." Yeah, and then it's not a magic quarter, is it? Well, I don't know. What I'm- <laughs> it's funny about that accent. How we just accept that it's stereotypically they're not too bright people from the south. I can't figure anything out. You know, you go on to get a brain surgeon. We're gonna pop off top of your skull. It's gonna be real scary. We're gonna dig on down deep in there, sir. I actually had a neighbor who talked like that, Mississippi Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was oh. his name Mississippi Joe? No, it was Joe, and I named him Mississippi Joe. And he talked like that. He talked like that. Good gosh. And that that the bit that I based kind of around Mississippi Joe was the only thing that Netflix asked me to drop from my special. Why is that? Well, it's just, it, I don't know why. But basically, it was just a story of driving in the South. We were mm-hmm. doing stand-up, looking for a place to eat. We met this Southern guy, super nice, you know, just, we fellas looking for something to eat. Well, we got Joe's Diner down. Go down, take a right the willow tree. You see it right on the left. There's nice old food in there. But if you're hungry, I got some peach cobbler on. You can come all up in my house. And I looked at him and said, we're not going up into your house, you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so was, they didn't like and they, they didn't like that? It was too much. 
Well, I don't know. I have a weird brand. I'm kind of like the nice guy. I, that's why I've had confusing things happen to me throughout my life. People, is he edgy? Is he not? Is he dark? Is he light? Is he what? You know. Oh, I mean, you people that think get oh, confused. That's it's just going to be friendly, uh, family friendly yeah. comedy from nice Dana Carvey, and then you go super dark. Or they just don't know. When I did the show on ABC, they just thought the church lady was a primetime character, but it was very subversive in actuality. You're yeah. naughty, bulbous, and we like we don't like Jesus and Satan. You know, I mean, it was not ready for 9.30 at night, right. but they thought it was. Right. Sorry, Robert Iger. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the Avengers. <laughs> That's fascinating. But um, uh, anyway. Do you follow those movies? Do you, do you follow the Avenger movies? I kind of do. You know, I'm more... Uh, 2001, I saw it three times at the Arclight when it was reissued. The final time I saw it in the Dome with only two people down below. So a private 2001 Space Odyssey. You watched it three, Space three times when they reissued it? I watch it twice a year. It's like a meditation to me. I think it's absolute genius. Don't you? Oh. 2001? Uh, you know what? My son hasn't seen it yet, and I want to show it to him. <laughs> he started that. <laughs> when they're outside the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you? Why are you presenting at the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something interesting about the Oscars. Not a joke. So I was right. I saw Bradley Cooper come out. Very nervous. Give him a lot of credit. Gaga's there. So we're right on top of him. He's like, "How you doing, girl?" And it was slightly wobbly. And then he got right into it. Was hitting it. And then toward the end, he goes in the piano. Now where I'm seated, exactly in the third row, I could see right past Mike's head and Rami Malek. Rami Malek. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you right. just don't care about anyone's name. <laughs> I think you're trying Brown, to put too why, much of a spin why, on. Yeah. Why, Keenan? <laughs> oh, I'm here with Keenan Orion. But they're singing, and she can play with one hand. And they're like, in the shadows, la, la, la. In the shadows, la, la. So I, she had one hand on the piano and another hand someplace else. I'm not going to say, but I think I'm the only person who saw what was going on that night. In the shadows, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the shadows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, if you know from the angle, she played with one hand. There was so another hand free. Yeah, what did you see? I just saw in the shallows, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the shallows, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I saw, and I don't want to say, but they were brilliant, and I love everybody. Brad, I love everybody. Brad Cooper. You're a big, uh, what's up about Norm MacDonald? You're a Norm MacDonald fan? Yes. He's kind of like, um, I don't know. He's like a Mark Twain or something in a way. Yeah. <laughs> in his I, own twisted Brilliant way. He has uh, always been one of my favorites. Uh, I've, I mean, one of my favorite interviews because I never know where he's going to go. I never know yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, I don't think he knows what's going to happen. I love when he takes um, figures of speech, I guess would be the word, and he just twists them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like they say, uh, you know, they say like, uh, red sky at night is a sailor's delight, right? Red Sky and I is Sailor's Delight. You think a Sailor's Delight would be like some rum and a whore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he takes it, you know what I mean? <laughs> they say a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, that's a 100% return, more like one hundredth of a penny earned. You know <laughs> Norm McDonald. You know what I used to love that he would do on my on, on my show, and I'm sure he's done it on other shows too, but I, I've never seen anyone do this before. He would come on with, you know, everyone has to tell stories when they come on a talk mm -hmm. show. Norm would come on and he'd start right. talking and it would become clear immediately that he's just telling an old joke from like the 1920s. Right, as if it's he, his experience. But he would yeah. say like, hey, Conan, uh, you know, I'm doing a good one. <laughs> but hey, Conan, uh, it's good to get us. And I'd be like, well, yeah, hey, Norm, uh, what you up to today? Well, yeah. Uh, 
I bought a farm. <laughs> bought a bought myself a oh, you bought a farm, Norm? Yeah, I bought myself a farm, and uh, uh, just the other day, uh, a salesman comes along, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and it's you know, it's like 2015, and he's like, yeah, yeah he comes to me and he says, uh, I got three daughters, and I'm like. What do you? And then he well, tells yeah. a joke from 1925, but it's hilarious. And he just says like, "Yeah, this happened to me." Fuck you! I'm not going to tell a story about going to Walmart. I'm going to yeah. tell you about the farmer's daughter. He deconstructs daughter. everything. I mean, that was his uh, autobiography, right? It was sort of made up stories. And give me what's a what's a figure of speech? I'll uh, normalize it. Like a penny saved. Well, that we already did that, did that one. one. Oh, killed two birds with one stone. How about this? How about this one? How about this no one? Wonder okay. we don't know how about this one? Early to bed. Uh, no, uh, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah, they, you know, you know, they say like they, uh, you know, they say that the early bird gets a worm, right? You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, you know, worms are kind of, you know, uh, they're there pretty much all day, you know. So the early bird's not the only one that gets the worms, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> why does anyone want a worm? You know, I mean, I don't know. What it's like to be normal, funny little rhythm and So you're doing the podcast, a special thing with uh, Dana. Dana Garnell, right? <laughs> no one ever got my name right during my life. Uh, Dana. It's a girl's name. Conan. That's weird. What are you What are you in a gladiator movie? That's what happened when I was a kid. People used to say, like, hey, really? I'm where's, sorry. Where's, I saw a single no, no, tear. No, no. They would be yeah. like, hey, where's your sword? This was in Boston. They'd where's like, your sword? Where's your sword? That sounds like, um, that almost sounds like, uh, you know, uh, Mike Tyson's new podcast here. You ever hear it? It's really no, fun. No, I haven't heard it. It's, it called, it's called Hot Boxing. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, he tells stories, you know, like when I was in prison, they said, you know, you can, uh, I had a ball in prison, you know, I, I had steaks every day and everything. And then he said, you can buy animals, you know. And I said, okay, I like a tiger, you know, I was like really, I mean, he's, it's mesmerizing. Does like, he, and he tells you, this is real stuff? Yeah, yeah, I bought a tiger. I came back and I had four, uh, four cubs and I raised the tigers, you know. You know, it's this great raisin tigers. This <laughs> is a, a very cool voice. You know, he's he's mesmerizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah Did I you just, like prison, Mike? Did you enjoy it? I, I had a ball in prison. You know, they bring me menus and stuff. You know, I'd wait, you got you got menus? Oh yeah, I had all Wyatt in prison. You know, I had a good time in prison. You know, I, I ate. I never ate good food like that. It was the best food I've had in my life. In prison. Best food you've had in your life was when you went to prison. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, I got the uh, I prison guard. She's this lady. I got her pregnant. You know, I had a lot of sex. Oh, I had a lot, this is a true story. I had a lot of sex in prison. You had? He says he had sex in prison. Yeah. yeah I you know, I had a lot of sex in prison. I had a lot of, you know, I ate a lot of food in prison. I had a great time in prison. I don't know if it's Mike Tyson, but it's a fun character. <laughs> Damn. 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 I'm, I'm shocked that he, uh, and that's, that, I've got to listen to yeah. that podcast. Hot boxing. Anyway, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, we have, we are out of time on this one, right? <clears throat> really? Seriously? Yeah. Man, another one flew by. We're, uh, these go too quickly. Yeah, that one went very fast. This is very, I had a ball here. I had a ball here, but this just goes very fast. Do, what did you prefer, Mike? Did you prefer uh, this uh, podcast we just did with Dana Carvey or being imprisoned? Um, I, I you know, I, I, I had a ball in prison. This is a great podcast. <laughs> this is a great podcast, but you know, okay. I used to get all the podcasts in prison <laughs> and all the best stakes. I, I don't know. I guess I do a Mike Tyson now. You do, know. as of now. All right. Well, all right. We'll take a fun. break. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, that is it for. Uh, Today's uh, quick uh, episode with uh, Dana Carvey. Uh, tune in for another Thank one, you. or I pity you. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. 
and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and the show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.